Bibi Fahodier, welcome to the African Liberation Media Podcast. Media solely focused on the liberation and empowerment of African people. I'm your host, Gullah Jack, a.k.a. Russell Swilly. Let's get to it. Today's date is April 26, 6261. We got so much to do, so little time. Here with brothers Amos and Macaroo, undoubtedly we will discuss the tragic death of Makia Bryant, Andrew Brown Jr., fatally shot, execution style. We will point out the contradictions once again and convey an old familiar theme that white lives matter, black lives don't. The police are here to contain and to intimidate black people and what Malcolm described as the colonial enclaves, while in the metropole, suburbs, Ballantyne, you fill in the blank, the cops are here to serve and to protect. I encourage everyone, uh, with that aside, to watch Exterminate the Beast by Brother Raul Peck, one of the more insightful looks into the psyche of the Europeans since Marimani um, gave us her classic text, Yurugu, struck by the fact that uh, as early as the time of George Washington, he said that the United States should not be dependent on foreign weapons. And this uh, was the beginning of what we describe as the government arms liaison. You fast forward to 62, 61, 2021, beyond, starting about 1945, when this relationship intensified you got government aligned with lockheed martin government aligned with raytheon government aligned with general dynamics uh and northrop grumman you fill in the blanks talking about the european psyche which has been whitewashed in terms of a this mentality of cold isolate stoic a killer it has never melted you know to uh, reiterate the phrase given to us by Raoul Peck and others. Truman said, when dealing with an animal, you deal with it like an animal. This was prior to the uh, incineration of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Of course, it was Truman who never pushed for the anti-lynching bill after being pressured by notables such as Paul Robeson, Einstein, E.B. Du Bois. This all comes out in Peck's film documentary, Remember the Beast. Spencer, I'm quoting a genocidal Spencer. Imperialism has served civilization by exterminating inferior races. Genocide is the inevitable consequence of progress. Referred to us as irreclaimable savages, over 80,000 irreverent people in South West Africa killed by Germans. And even in 2021, you got some of the terminology uh, emanating from the time of the indigenous people, even today used in theaters of battles, such as Indian country to describe hostile territory. These military terms are still in use. Uh, think about the weapons of destruction, Mohawk, Apache helicopters, the names of death machines taken from indigenous tribes. Brother Peck talked about Jefferson, mortgaged over 150 slaves to build Monticello. Huh. And of course, we're well aware of George Washington, nine kids, none by Martha, one sold a brother for a keg of molasses. This is the African Liberation Media Gentlemen, take it where you want to take it. Truth makes you mad. Hmm. Yeah, B.B. Fahodier, African family, um, gathering again as uh, the African community in the United States and globally. Um, it's continuously under uh, this assault that you could say began in 1441 with Prince Henry, the navigator, was certainly escalated 
after the disaster of 1492 when Columbus unfortunately uh, was welcomed into the Bahamas and then into the Caribbean by uh, indigenous people who were systematically then uh, destroyed by these uh, brutes from Europe. Jack said exterminate the beast. He meant brutes, but the real brutes, of course, are the people who commit genocide against uh, people who are simply uh, going about their daily lives, minding their their business. Um, uh, she. We, uh, you know, we, we, we see this continuous pattern. Um, and I, I was just checking uh, some, some people are relating the current conditions to the We Charge genocide petition that Paul Robeson, uh, you know, representing William Patterson and others presented to the uh, United Nations in 1951. And one of the things they documented was the increase in police brutality and police violence against Africans in northern cities uh, as, you know, after the great migration, you know, when Africans began to migrate and then suddenly uh, became a, a threat or a competitor uh, for jobs in the labor force in uh, what was then a robust U.S. manufacturing sector, which no longer <laughs> exists for all practical purposes. Uh, it's very interesting. And if I can find it, I, I, I'll, I'll read this uh, part of it that they call the condition. But the the liberal class, the neoliberals, uh, the reformist, the assimilationist uh, in our community uh, and in the United States uh, were overjoyed uh, in a in a in an orgasmic state when uh, the the Chauvin uh, show trial resulted uh, last week in. Uh, a conviction, guilty charges on all three counts uh, for the Minnesota uh, police officer who committed a public lynching. And one of the things, one of the themes that we saw repeatedly by a number of people, uh, obviously not operating on the basis of African-centered holistic thinking, but uh, rather caught in the throes of Eurocentric uh, fragmentation uh, or or some type of uh, a fantasy or just something unrealistic, you know, saying that, you know, this is an example of that, how, uh, you know, justice works in the United States, which is absurd uh, to say the least, because if not, or as they say, as they say in, 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 in the, in law, but for you, you will hear that repeatedly. Uh, coming out of, of cases, uh, you know, to go before the Supreme Court, but for, but for the the action, particularly of then 17-year-old Darnella Frazier and the others who uh, were filmed this public lynching, uh, but for, you know, the massive protest that erupted. And, you know, these protests were obviously fueled to a, a, a large extent, not by demands for justice, but by simple boredom, the fact that people are cooped up by, uh, you know, the COVID, the COVID pandemic. But for, uh, you know, the, the attorney general in Minnesota, Keith Ellison, uh, selecting two uh, very competent prosecutors, but for, you know, a lot of conditions, uh, you know, things that, uh, that that took place, you know, Chauvin doesn't get convicted the same way the people who killed Breonna Taylor didn't get convicted. The people who killed Tamir Rice didn't get convicted. So, I mean, this is just over and over and over. Uh, and in, in, in flying in the face of this unrealistic uh, fantasy uh, or optimism, uh, even during the trial, we saw the police murder. Once again, a traffic stop similar to Philando Castile, similar to Sandra Bland, that wound up in the, in the uh, police killing 
of uh, 20 year old Dante Wright, which we previously discussed. A police officer of 26 years claiming she didn't know the difference between her Glock uh, 40 and her uh, yellow taser. And then within a matter of uh, just uh, an hour or so before uh, the uh, Chauvin verdict was announced, uh, a 16-year-old Makia Bryant uh, in Columbus, Ohio, and Columbus now seems to be uh, a hot spot. You know, uh, the, the recent killings uh, was killed when a police officer brought a gun to a knife fight, as uh, Dr. Brittany uh, Cooper said, and uh, a person who, according to the Daily Beast, was a trained marksman, a trained marksman in the U.S. military had uh, served in the quote-unquote uh, U.S. Uh, global war on terrorism uh, that, should, that should be described as the global war by terrorists, um, fired uh, four shots and killed this 16-year-old as uh, she was in the process of fighting some other uh, people in this um, uh, group home or, you know, this, uh, you know, she was in foster care. Uh, a complete failure to foster care system. Uh, the shots this guy fired, based on the the um, the the frozen picture from the officer's uh, body cam, very well could have killed the person that now they're claiming he saved the life of, because there there was a real possibility. Uh, you know, perhaps without the, the, the body mass of, of young uh, Miss Bryant uh, could have actually, you know, passed straight through or, you know, if it had just gone through a different part of the body, could have passed straight through and injured the person that uh, she was in a confrontation with. So that was just a few hours before. And then the very next day, uh, a brother who had a warrant being served on him in Elizabeth city north carolina was shot in the back of the head by police officers when he attempted to uh, back his car out of the driveway which the police had blocked in and his hands were on the steering wheel uh, according to his battery of lawyers once again led by ben crump assisted by bakari sellers and others and so you know this just gets back to the point that what we what we're talking about here is a system we're not we're not we're not talking about something that's a matter of training we posted two videos on the african liberation media facebook page uh one from uh, ohio once again ohio where during a traffic stop there was a, a white man with a gun who threatened to kill the police twice and during the process of a conversation where this guy was explaining that he had constitutional rights, the officer actually holstered his gun that he had drawn on this uh, white man. And uh, when the officer opened the door, the guy slammed the door and drove off. Okay. Now, uh, Andrew Brown Jr. didn't get a chance to actually drive off, but he was attempting to apparently drive off. They followed this guy and put peacefully arrested him. Okay. No shots fired. And then in Hillsborough County, um, Florida, uh, in terms of this is very relevant in terms of the knife situation. Uh, you had a, a guy that apparently was suffering from some type of mental problems ran away from the police. Police didn't shoot him like they did Walter Scott in the back when he was running away. They caught up to the guy. Didn't even tell the guy to show his hands or anything. The guy was standing there with a knife uh, in his hands, but not apparently not visible to the police based on his uh, body cam. When the police attempted to arrest him, he sliced the officer across the throat. Look, it probably was just a nick because, well, it was across the neck, actually, not the throat. Uh, but it didn't damage, uh, you know, any of the, the major arteries or anything there and uh, took off running. The officer was chasing the guy with his gun. This is incredible. 
He was chasing the guy with his gun. As he closed in on the guy, because the officer had explained to him that you, you can't outrun me because I'm a runner, I'm a long distance runner, or whatever. He holstered his uh, service, his uh, handgun, pulled out his taser and tased the guy who had just uh, cut him with a knife. And what this says to us is that you have a totally different mentality. You, you have the racial consciousness of white supremacy tells these law enforcement officers to do everything they can to save white lives. White lives matter to these white police officers. And obviously when approaching a person of African descent, the lives, you know, don't mean anything because they know in uh, 99% of the cases, they are not going to be punished. So these actions just fly in the face of all of this hoopla about the uh, the uh, the conviction of, of Chauvin. We have no idea how the sentencing is going to come down. It could be very light, 20, 24 years or whatever. And then there's always the possibility that the case will be overturned on appeal. So this is where we are in the United States. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, that this, the, the rage that's in the white, community right now you know large segments of the white community i think is building up to something catastrophic if if we're not prepared will it be something um similar to what happened in elaine arkansas or tulsa oklahoma or rosewood florida or wilmington north carolina or colfax tennessee or colfax louisiana or memphis tennessee i don't know but it it's it appears to me that it's building towards that uh, type of uh, confrontation. So, you know, this is uh, this is where we are in uh, Uncle Snakes in twenty twenty one. The hardest part about dealing with all of this is when you look at this situation. And we constantly see this repeated over and over and over and over again. And it seems as though we are trying or attempting to, to make white people understand that their system is flawed and that their system is set up to kill black people and protect them. <laughs> but one of the things that we have to learn from history, and this is this is where we have to take the lessons that our ancestors taught us and use them in this situation. If we go back to the first dynasty of ancient Kemet and we look at the Norman palette, there are two sides of the Norman palette. On one side, you have a depiction of Norma killing Asiatics who would be foreigners. In fact, their heads are chopped off with their bodies laying on the ground, heads decapitated. On the other side, you have Norma subduing Nubians. These are people of African descent. So we can look at this and say that this is an early depiction of African people valuing black life over the life of a foreigner. And it's only natural for any race of people to do that. The problem is that we continue to want and hope for white people to see us as their equal. And that should not be how we approach this situation. How we should approach this situation is we can clearly see that there is a problem with them killing us. How, to, how do we build something to protect and defend ourselves and prohibit them from having the power to do so. Once we determine how to do that, the problem will be solved. But changing the law or trying to reform a system, it's not going to change the human nature of a person in regards to how they deal with people outside of their race. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, you know, that, you know, that's the thing, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people are calling for them to, um, Congress to pass this, uh, you know, George Floyd uh, Police Reform Act. Uh, 
you know, as if, you know, laws will change. So, you know, we, we, we've had laws on the books. I mean, you, you'll never get a, a stronger set of laws than the laws that were passed by the radical Republicans in the, uh, you know, the uh, 1860s, beginning with the Civil Rights Act of 1866, the Civil Rights Act of 1868, the various uh, enforcement acts of the 1870s, including the, the Ku Klux Klan Act. Uh, you know, you, you'll never have a, a stronger set of laws if it, if it was a matter of laws. Uh, laws have to be enforced and and for and for a period of time when uh, the radical republicans were finally able to get rid of andrew johnson uh, who has got to be near the top or maybe at, at the very top of the worst of the worst uh presidents of the united states and put uh, and Uly ulysses s grant became president and he sent uh union soldiers a lot of times black soldiers uh, to protect black communities, uh, you know, but, you know, we know that nothing like that is going to happen now. So you got to have, you know, some type of self-defense because, uh, you know, our community is under assault, not only from without, but also from within a uh, double-edged sword that we've never faced before. You know, these are very, very, very trying times. And also this, the circumstances are, are very unique uh, based on the amount of destruction that we're seeing from within the community and then the state sponsored violence from without. I mean, these, these are, these are very, very difficult and very trying times, very challenging times, uh, that require uh, tremendous leadership, you know, on, on the levels of, uh, you know, uh, Garvey and, and Malcolm and Martin and Kwame Ture and, Sada Shakur and others combined, <laughs> to be honest with you, because it's just uh, the circumstances, uh, you know, just so, uh, so difficult. Overwhelming. Um, and what we've noticed in the wake of the uh, Chauvin conviction is, you know, what we might describe as backlash. Uh, kid the other day was running to catch a bus exasperated he entered the door his mask fell over his mouth the uh, bus driver elderly white lady told him to pull up the mask the kid says I can't breathe the white woman intones that was BS put forth by George Floyd and it's BS now see so, you know, this is uh, this is what we're dealing with. And then you, you got to ask the question, you know, Malcolm talked about uh, re-educating of the white man and re-educating of ourselves, about ourselves. I mean, there's situations where uh, you have police officers who are actually chasing criminals and are shot down. The brother, there, there, there was an instance where a brother police officer was actually shot down, killed, while chasing a criminal, what constitutes what's known as a bad dude? You know, when you're in a helicopter, another instance, in another instance, uh, uh, a the pilot of a helicopter uh, flying the copter aboard, she radios down to her husband, her husband radios down to her that he appears to be a bad dude, and the brother was shot to death. Now, the brother was shot to death while in the midst of running because he shouted out loud, I think my car is going to blow up. But it was perceived to be something else. Brother police officer gunned down. Mm. You know, just one incident after the other uh, based on the assumption the black man is inherently violent. He's criminal, uh, just hadn't been caught or apprehended, but he is guilty. What is um, our crime? What is my crime being alive? Yeah, and that's why when you see when you see the comparison in how they deal with their own children, 
that's who they're dealing with when they're out there pulling the taser instead of the gun or not shooting these ki these kids and arresting them because they look at them as family. The same way we would hope that a black person would look at another black person as family and value their life. And, and we have to look internally and say, how do we solve the problem? Not wait for them to change the situation. How do we solve the problem? And that's being proactive because they have no intention of solving the problems. When the police show up, all bets are off. They intend to solve the problem one way, and that's through an execution. Hmm. That's right. That's through a damn execution. Excuse me. Even when you look at uh, the Makia Bryant situation, he shot her four times, which one bullet probably would have put her down or at least uh, disabled her from being able to attack the girl with a knife or a taser would have probably did the same thing. So they're in execution mode when they approach black people. And that's the bottom line. And, and a lot of it has to do with, number one, they hate us. And number two, they fear us. They fear that we can take their life. When they're some of the, 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 the greatest killers in human history, but they fear the fact that black people could possibly do harm to them and they just bottom line want to kill us hmm. this is what they target practice for when they go to the gun range and they empty out that whole clip is for these type of scenarios and they act them out in these situations because it's their conditioning and it's who they are we have to, we have to know in our mind that this is who they are and then knowing that how do we solve the situation? If we know a lion is going to bite, we're not going to go to the lion's den. Unless we have the weapons or the protection to be able to protect and defend ourselves. Well, you, you know, the thing, the thing of it is, is that, you know, part, part of, part of their, their fear. And obviously there is, you know, the fear of genetic annihilation. And, you know, there was, the study was done of the people who participated in the, um, the uh, you know January uh, six uh, you know Capitol Hill riot. Uh, so many of these people came from communities that have you know uh, become uh, where white people have become the minority, or in in the community or the, their communities were approaching that point. Uh, you know we heard years ago. I'm talking about years ago about the quote unquote browning of America. You know, this was this was predicted a long time ago. And uh, you know, that the, the question always in the mind of a lot of us, and, and we were not even aware of the work at that time of Elder Neely Fuller and Dr. Francis Cress Wilson, but the question in, in the minds of a lot of us, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, young you know, uh, you know, when I was a young activist, that our question was always, you know, how are they going to react? And, you know, there were there were there were some people who were like thrilled by the fact that, man, you know, that, uh, quote unquote, people of color are going to be the majority. And we always said, well, you know, <laughs> we're the majority, you know, in Azania, South Africa, we're the majority in what was then Rhodesia, Zimbabwe. Being the majority doesn't mean anything. Uh, you know, we were not we're, we're not really aware of, but you know, we didn't have necessarily all the statistics to show, you know, what a global minority European people are, but yet they dominate the world. Uh, you know, which uh, you know they've been doing essentially since 1492, since the disaster of 1492. But one of the things that they expect, and you know, Thomas Jefferson you know, wrote about this when he talked about his, you know, the 10,000 recollections of the past, uh, you know, uh, the prejudice that's, uh, you know, been in, in, inflicted, uh, that's been inculcated in, in white people. Because of their history of wars amongst each other in Europe, 
and and I and I and I dare say that had the Europeans not been able to expand out of uh out of Europe and conquer the world, you know, and and, and find uh you know people who uh didn't look like them, people with melanin to focus their anger on their warlike mentality on that they probably would have this totally destroyed themselves or you know Europe would just be uh just a just just a minor ghetto on the map on the global map right now had they not uh, found someone else to focus you know all of their uh, hatred and uh uh you know uh warlike mentality on um but what they expect what Jefferson expected was that uh, that African people would seek revenge for what has happened to us, and and the reason why they they and 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 they spite and despite you know that not really happening except in a few instances in the four hundred years that Africans have been you know in this United you know this settler colony called the United States. They still expect that. They still expect that. They, you know, why? You know, it's, it boggles their minds that 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 we aren't in full retaliation mode. You know, all the time. Uh, it it really because because they know that that's what they do. That's what they do. They practice initiatory and retaliatory violence. They initiate violence when uh, they don't really have, uh, let's say. Uh, any uh, legitimate, any not legitimate, any any rationale for retaliation, you know the way uh, George Bush uh, concocted, uh, you know the uh, the the uh, weapons of mass destruction against Saddam Hussein and initiated violence. They initiated violence, you know, against uh, uh, Muammar Gaddafi in uh, in Libya. It that, that, there was nothing to re- Libya was no threat to the Libya hadn't done anything uh, to the United States except the potential it represented uh, for, you know, helping to uh, liberate the African continent, you know, from uh, a lot of things that Europeans were, you know, uh, being able to exploit. So they, they initiate violence, but, but, you know, they definitely, retaliate retaliatory violence is certainly in in their dna and and they expect everybody in the world to be like them it boggles their minds that that uh that that people don't uh you know respond in kind you know to the way uh you know they have they have treated people and so you know that's why when they when they when they really uh if they if they have a chance and they and 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 they and they can totally execute it, then they will just com- they'll just commit total genocide, and just and just wipe the people out or so reduce their population that uh, they no longer pose a threat, such as the way they did the indigenous people, you know, of what's now called the Americas, North America, South America, Central America, and uh, the Caribbean, where uh, you know some of the indigenous People are extinct, no longer exist, gone, completely wiped off the planet, just like so many, uh, you know, species are being wiped out. The the rhinoceros, you know, uh, elephants are under assault. I mean, this is just, these people are killing machines and they are the brutes. (laughs) You know, if you really want to look at, uh, if you really want to flip the the script that, brother peck has has produced you know they are the brutes and they are exterminating you know human beings and that's and that and that's what they do and what can stop them except an organized force of power that neutralizes their capacity to impose their diabolical will on us particularly african people and they know it uh, to your point about them and gen- genetic annihilation, I, I, I was listening to a video that somebody sent me on Instagram where it was an audio clip of Joe Biden 
talking about how Europeans or the European white man was going to be the minority by 2050 right here in the United States. And he was telling black people on this panel that you better learn how to work with Latinos because they're going to be the majority over you. So they know that this is a very vital threat to their survival. And they also know that their birth rate is declining, as you've talked about so many times on, on this show. And I agree with you. I think that when they're pushed into a corner, they're willing to take everybody else along with them or at least reduce the population enough so that they can still have a chance at their survival. Right. You know, they, 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 they have, they have two strategies, um, re reduce as much as possible and then, and then co-opt or, you know, uh, form, uh, allies, you know, amongst the, uh, the targeted, uh, people, right. And, 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 and we know from our history, uh, that we have a lot of people, uh, in our community who would certainly willingly align themselves uh you know with them in in terms of this and you know that uh you know i i think i think what happened you know, when when the american the, when the american empire uh you know goes into full collapse which is 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 teetering now but but this country has so many problems that it's not not working on uh not even trying to find you know a solution to uh, whatever other than reduce the population for example this country has a serious problem with water a serious 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 problem uh you know it's the infrastructure is 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 crumbling i mean there's so many things that uh, that are taking place but it really hasn't um had the effect yet because they still control so many resources around the world but you know once you know people you know if in fact, you know, people are, are able to organize and seize control of their resources, particularly on the African continent. And they, they, they don't have that imperial domination and they don't have these, uh, ex these external resources to exploit, you know, in order to keep their, uh, uh, you know, the upper classes or the middle classes or whatnot pacified, then, you know, you're going to see, you know, extreme, extreme turmoil, but what you will see is a lot of Negroes will fight tooth and nail to save the American empire. And they won't be able to, because pe people think that, that this is a long way from happening. If you just look at the past 140 years, look at the fall of the British empire. At, at one point in time, the British empire was the most powerful empire in the world with colonies everywhere. Mm -hmm. Everybody bowing to the British flag. And now you're talking about, a small island off of the coast of Europe that pretty much is, is reduced to a, a powerless country that depends on NATO and the United States. Absolutely. So once those resources, like you said, once they can't access those, those uh, resources that they gain through imperialism, then that's when the decline is, is going to rapidly occur. It's just like the Roman empire. And imperialism is in crisis uh, yeah. because of various alliances, you know, China, Russia, Iran. Yeah, the problems extend to the reality that the seas are rising in places like Florida. And they have been unable to solve the problem of immigration. So you're talking about massive numbers of people immigrating from the coastal areas to higher grounds, you know, which is going to create a problem. We are all familiar with the tragedy along the Edward uh, Danziger Bridge in New Orleans where black people were gunned down uh, searching for higher ground. Hmm. We got an issue with... Uh, this country really has dodged some serious bullets with this, with, with, with the killer storm. You take into consideration Turkey Point near Biscayne Bay. If struck by a level five hurricane and, and there's a subsequent meltdown, you know, it could jeopardize 
a third of the country, the entire uh, eastern seaboard mm. being located right there in Dade County. This is a serious, it's just a question of when will Turkey Point be hit by one of these killer storms? Now, what is, what is Turkey Point? It, it, it's, I'm sorry, it's a nuclear uh, development installation. Okay. Okay. Nuclear power development installation. Okay. Yes, sir. So it could be like uh, what happened with in Japan, but even worse with you know Fukushima. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, ab ab absolutely. Wow. So uh, suffice it to say, you know, <laughs> I can't remember who said it. Uh, there's a life instinct, and then there's a death instinct. Mm -hmm. In Babylon or in Uncle Snakes, death is ascendant. Mm -hmm. And just a couple of problems, you know, and, and, you know, then there's so many other problems as well. Uh, your brother mentioned uh, decaying infrastructure. Um, brother mentioned uh, the similarities between the Roman Empire. So many people along with almost talk, along with almost talks about the fact that the U.S. has, expand, has overextended itself imperially, overextended its ability to sustain empire. And uh, when empires do collapse, they unravel quickly. And uh, that's when the monsters will come out. Well, and see, the thing, the thing uh, you know, a lot of people talk about the uh, collapse of the Soviet Union, right? And the Soviet Union certainly... You know, overextended itself. You know, particularly with uh, its ill-advised Ill invasion of Afghanistan. You know, the graveyard of empires. Oh yeah, for uh, a reason. Yeah, the graveyard of empires. Um, you know, there was no reason for them to, uh, you know, try to prop up that that government there. You know, you know, communist government, make a communist government out of Afghanistan, and. Of course, the United States seized upon the opportunity, uh, you know, to uh, to bring about the collapse of the Soviet Union by by funding the Mujahideen. You know, these guys who now are known as who would now would be called Islamic terrorists, the Taliban, uh, you know, Osama bin Laden uh, pictured with uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski. Uh, you know, as they as as they fought against the Russians, you know, supplied with weapons and 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 all of that to bring about the collapse of the Soviet Union, uh, we can see a similar scenario playing out. You know, with an overextended United States, uh, but the major the the major difference, I think, uh, you know, that the 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 dynamics in the United States are, you know, you have, you, you have something here that this, that doesn't exist practically anywhere else in the world, you know, with the, uh, with, you know, with, with the, the impact of white supremacy and race. And so collapse, collapse in the United States, the collapse of the American empire. And, you know, and, 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 and we, and we've seen the barbarism, for example, that resulted in Europe, after the um, fall of the Roman Empire, the collapse of the United States could make all of that stuff look like a tea party because because of the dynamics of race, and you know to a to a, a lesser extent the dynamics of class because uh, that there, there, there's absolutely no question who will be targeted, who will be blamed, you know when the American Empire. Collapses. You know, I think about these uh these Neanderthals, and you see them every day doing something, right? Just you know, hollering at you know some kid delivering a newspaper, black kid walking through, uh you know a neighborhood being confronted, and this was in uh Columbia, outside of Columbia, South Carolina, uh. uh a soldier, a drill sergeant stationed at Fort Jackson approaches this young man walking through the community. Uh, you know, this, 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 this rage, uh, you know, that we see, you know, uh, boiling inside of, in, inside of these people. 
it will, will be exacerbated when the American empire collapses. And, you know, you could see, for example, you're talking about catastrophes. You could see uh whole, you know, wholesale shutoffs of, of water, for example, you know, to communities and a lot, and, and a lot of, uh, you know, communities have already experienced, you know, something similar to this, but, you know, uh, if you can imagine Flint multiplied a thousand times. So, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a disaster on the horizon and our people need to be preparing in every way possible, you know, for what's coming down the pipe because the United States can, cannot be saved. It cannot be saved. The only, the only thing that can happen is that uh, something bearing a more semblance of justice could rise out of the ashes, you know, but, uh, you know, uh, it could go, it, it, it could go the way of balkanization, but uh, it's like the white man, uh, you know, said we've quoted this before in told the uh, New York Times reporter in uh, Mississippi, you know, when they were searching for Schwerner, Cheney, and Goodman, he said, you know, we killed two-year-old Indian babies to take this country. And you expect us to turn around and give it to the quote-unquote the ends? Hell no. <laughs> that's not going to happen. So that's the mentality. And that's, and, and, and that's what we're dealing with. And see, and, and that's the problem that, that, that they... They're going all the way around uh, the issue when they start talking about police reform. How could there, there, there is no reform of the consciousness of white supremacy, the Urugu consciousness. There's no reform. It can only be neutralized. That's and right. so, and so, you know, that, that, that's what you're dealing with. Brother, if, if you could, uh, Give us that quote again around uh, Neshoba County during the time of Shorna Goodman and Cheney. Yeah, it's in the book. We are not afraid. It's 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 a it's a very good book. Uh, I I can't reach it from where I'm sitting right now. Uh, uh, it might be to get it, you know, during a break. But uh, that exposes it, it it's, all that that, that yeah it's yeah. it's 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 a very it's a, it's a very detailed study uh that 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 scratches beyond the surface of uh Mississippi burning mm -hmm. and really and really gets into uh you know the mass based philosophy of white supremacy that was operating you know in Mississippi which Bob Moses called the iceberg you know we're trying to crack the iceberg um, but you know, when, uh, you know, doing, doing the search, doing the search, um, you know, this was doing, doing freedom summer and, uh, you know, what was, what was a particularly, uh, which, which, what particularly inflamed the mentality of, of white people in Mississippi was to see all of these white women these are uh, white college students, uh, you know, from lot from northern and western universities, you know, working in 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 black communities, and you know the the fear of genetic annihilation was just like had turned their that their brains were on fire because they just imagined that all of these uh, white women were down there sleeping, uh, you know, with black men. Uh, you know, doing Freedom Summer, and a lot of them were. <laughs> Let's just be real. That a lot, a whole lot of that was going on. There ain't, there ain't no doubt about that. Um, Kwame DeRay talks about it, and uh, you're ready for revolution. But uh, uh, so they, when they doing the search, they asked uh, this reporter was talking to uh, the the Neshoba County. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's located outside of the Delta, right? The Delta, the Mississippi Delta is majority black, okay? And, you know, it was obviously uh, the breadbasket 
of of Mississippi, you know, uh, during uh, during the era of the Cotton Kingdom, and uh, you know uh, the uh, an and antebellum America. So this uh, guy said, "Look, we kill two year old Indian babies to take this country." And y'all expect us to turn around and give it to the quote unquote ends. I mean, and it, so, I mean, it, that, 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 that tells you their mentality. I mean, look, <laughs> there ain't nothing we won't do to maintain what we took by force, what we took by just utter ruthlessness. Um, and, you know, and, 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 and that's the thing that, you know, they they use uh for example the Nazis, you know, Hitler, the Nazis, you know, Himmler and Hess and Goebbels and all of those as if they are an uh an exaggeration <laughs> or an aberration, when in fact they're just the norm carried, you know, to an extreme. And uh, but you know that their, their, their targets were are the white people, uh, because you know, Hitler said, um, you know, he 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 saw tiny uh Britain as almost just pointed out, controlling the world. And he said, Who are these who are these people? First of all, they are a cousin, right? But look what they control India. I mean, you know, they they control the oil fields of Arabia. Look, look what they look at all of the colonies in Africa they control with gold and diamonds and whatnot. And we're Aryans. They are Aryans also, and so are the Americans. We're all superior people, and we need land. Uh, but the land we need is controlled by other white people, and so we'll just make them enemies, the Slavs in particular. And, uh, you know, the Jews were considered to be traitors because they said they didn't, you know, fight with Germany enough during World War One, and that's why they lost. And so, you know, but but as you pointed out, in watching uh, Peck's uh, documentary, Hitler used the uh, American genocide or extermination of the indigenous people as his model. But, you know, he was carrying out, carrying it out against, you know, other white people. Now, there's no question that, that he did, you know, had he been able to succeed, then, you know, he, he certainly would have, would have, turned his focus, you know, on Africa. I mean, he had initially done that uh, to a certain extent with Rommel, but, uh, you know, he had his resources scattered across so many different places. Uh, you know, thank goodness he was just a lunatic in terms of uh, military strategy. But, you know, that, that that's the mentality. I mean, is it Hitler is certainly, you know, not an aberration. Maybe, maybe an extremist in terms of killing, you know, white people, but in term in terms of the European killing other people, listen, we talked about this before. Uh, between the disaster of 1492 and uh, 1600, a period of 108 years, 56 million people in the so-called Americas in the Caribbean died as a result of of the European onslaught, which included a uh, germ warfare the germs being present in their bodies. And so, look, hey, genocide is a way of life. Genocide is a way of life. I know we're running short on time, but I want to comment <laughs> on this story that um, is happening in Rwanda where Paul Recessa Begina, who was the person who they depicted in the movie Hotel Rwanda is uh, facing trial for what the Rwanda government aiding and abetting terrorist groups or uh, wiring money to terrorist groups. Mm -hmm. And um, the interesting thing about how they captured him was that he was actually on a plane flying from the United Arab Emirates to Burundi. Mm -hmm. But through the Rwandan intelligence, they tricked him and had him board a plane 
that actually flew to Kigali and everyone on the plane knew that the plane was going to Kigali, um, including the pilot and everyone except for him. So once they got him back in their jurisdiction, then as soon as he got the plane, they arrested him. Uh, but this shows you that the level that Kagami will go to to get to people that he feels is a threat to him. And we've mm -hmm. seen it in many cases in the past, uh, whether it be women that who spoke out against him, um, in this situation here, this is a move that you would see being made by someone like the CIA or some other intelligence agency in another country. So he had oper operatives that were willing to go along with this plan in order to uh, get this guy back into Rwanda so that they can uh, arrest him. Mm-hmm. And uh, more than likely, he's going to probably be found guilty and either spend the rest of his life in prison or even pro probably executed. But you have, you know, the Western media who is focusing in on this. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with the situation because Kagami is someone who they've used uh, throughout history um, as an ally. Because of his extensive reach and control over resources in the Congo. Mm -hmm. So um, I just thought it was interesting that the Western media put this out there and they're portraying Kagami as being um, in the wrong here. What does that mean going forward with them allowing him to continue to uh, be the leader of Rwanda? Hmm. Well, you know, at, unfortunately, African African leaders think they can be allies with these, uh, you know, the, the, the north, the tribes of the North Atlantic, you know, and, you know, the NATO, United States, the Canadians. I mean, they, they, they think they can be allies with these people. They just never seem to learn. They never seem to learn. I mean, I don't I don't know how many more examples do you need? Uh, you know, you saw it with, with Saddam Hussein, you know, for example, you know, they used Hussein to fight Iran for eight years, supplied him with all kind of chemical weapons, which he used on the Iranians. He used on his uh, own people, the Kurds. They didn't care because Hussein was serving their interests. So would they, would they uh, drop, you know, Kagami? Sure, they would. Uh, but perhaps they, you know, they 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 they're trying to use this, uh, you know, to maybe extract even more, you know, out of him. Who knows, uh, you know, what the reason is. But you know, the thing of it is, is is that, you know, is is how is how they play the game of democracy. Okay, so. Uh, Maduro in Venezuela, uh, the same way with Hugo Chavez, it gets democratically elected. All right. Uh, but that's a problem. Uh, Kagame wins 90 some odd percent of the vote. You know, he locks up the opposition, you know, puts the people who run against him in jail. <laughs> and that's not a problem. <laughs> I mean, but, but we've seen this. I mean, it, 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 that, you know, we, you know, Papa Doc Duvalier, uh, Marcos in the Philippines, the Shah of Iran, uh, Mobutu in the Congo. It, it doesn't matter to them if a person is a brutal dictator. If he's serving their interests, then he's serving their interests. Uh -huh. And Kagame has served the interests. But the interesting thing, you know, about, uh, about this uh, arrest there, there definitely had to be some intelligence agencies from the North Atlantic assisting, you know, this arrest. Uh, or, or certainly working with, uh, you know, the people uh, in, in the Emirates uh, just, to, just, just to know exactly, you know, where this man was. 
you know, keeping track of him and, you know, rerouting him, you know, to Rwanda. Um, you know, that's, uh, uh, you know, I mean, but, but, but that, but, you know, that's the way they play the game. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I haven't been keeping track of that. So I, I don't know exactly what, what they're up to, but, um, another thing from the continent, I know we run out of time, but I did want to mention, uh, if I can find it real quickly is about the, uh, killing of the, uh, the, the president of Chad, uh, Idris Deby, uh, who, uh, uh, was, was killed, um, you know, actually in combat because, uh, you know, Chad, Chad has been, you know, fighting against, uh, some supposedly some Islamic, uh, insurgents. Uh, you know, all of this is stemming from the, um, uh, destabilization uh, of Libya. You know, we, you know, we, we've discussed this many times how, uh, you know, this, um, Islamic insurgency has spread across Africa, you know, after uh, Libya was destabilized. Uh, you know, we didn't see these 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 things, at, at least not at this level, you know, prior to that. Um, uh, Chadian President uh, Idris Deby, who has been in power for 30 years, died on Tuesday. This was uh, reported on April the 20th from injuries sustained while commanding his army and fighting against rebels in the North over the weekend, a spokesman said, um, uh, this brother was 68 years old, but he was a field marshal. He was the president of the country, but he was a field marshal in his army and he was still on the battlefield. You could never imagine Trump Biden. I mean, these guys are old, obviously, uh, but even Obama on the battlefield somewhere fighting, you, you can't imagine. I mean, it's, it's a freaking joke to think about. But this, but this brother, uh, the president of the Republic, head of state, supreme head of the army, has just breathed his last while defending the territory integrity on the battlefield. It is with deep bitterness that we announce the Chadian people his death. Tuesday, April 20th, 2021, the Marshal of Chad. Uh, so this, this was announced by a, a military spokesman. Uh, he, he was 68, a career military office, officer, seized power uh, in a 1990 coup and uh, was reelected to a six-year term with 79.32% uh, of the vote uh, just very recently. And so, you know, this, this is a... You know, Africa has a problem, and as Brother Amos has pointed out before, we got to believe, we got to believe the, 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 the same way uh, Jimmy Carter and Brzezinski and company funded the Mujahideen, funded Osama bin Laden, right, to fight the Russians. We got to believe that a lot of these Islamists uh, in some ways are being funded or supplied with military weapons by the tribes of the North Atlantic to keep Africa in a state of chaos and destabilization so that Africa's resources will be available to them. Okay. And we've discussed this previously with Mozambique. We've kind of gotten away from what happened in Mozambique as we've been discussing issues more, you know, close to where we live, but we need, we need to go back and revisit that. But, uh, you know, he, here's another example right here in Chad, uh, you know, which uh, has, has been under assault along with Niger, Bikini Faso, Mali, Nigeria, and Cameroon. And as we keep saying, how long before Cote d'Ivoire, Ghana, Guinea, you know, Senegal, are subject to this, uh, you know, same uh, onslaught. Okay, I'm just reminded of a comment made by Brother Peck. He said that uh, some things are so evil, they don't have to be retold. I disagree. <laughs> These things have to be retold. Absolutely. Absolutely. The African Liberation Media we need to mobilize, organize, plan, strategize, brother. We just don't want to go out any kind of way.
you know, peace to Dr. West. His mother died, I believe, today. We want to go out like Muhammad Ali. A BB for ODA. BB for ODA. BB for ODA. Power or the lack of power. I want to repeat this. Power or the lack of power. If your education in this institution is not about gaining real power, not job, because your jobs do not represent power. Not getting elected, that does not represent power either. You are buying your houses and fine clothes does not represent power either. If it is not about real power, you are being miseducated and misled, and you will die educated and misled. If your study of black history is merely an exercise in feeling good about yourself, then you will die feeling good. The study of history then must be more than the pumping up of your self-esteem and the pumping up of your pride. Those things are important, but ultimately those things are not the means by which we will save ourselves as people in this world. 